Welcome to Do I Need Therapy? Get ready to receive valuable mental health tips and enjoy open conversations about life and love and when you need to ask for help. Let's reduce the stigma. I'm your host, Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for today's modern day. My guest experts and I are here to inspire you along your mental health journey and remind you, you are not alone. family, this is Dr. April Andell, your go-to therapist for figuring out life in today's modern day. And thanks so much for listening and reviewing the show. This week's review shout out goes to Rich Rael and Dr. Opri. Rich Rael writes, April Andell clearly has much to share. Her presentation sounds like a private conversation, but she speaks to all different kinds of people with clearly different lives as long as they're willing to listen. Her therapeutic advice is on target and her warm, nurturing voice lifts us where we want to be. Come back to her podcast again and again, and you can feel more capable in difficult churning times. Wow, Rich, Rael, thanks so much for that review. That, that gave me all the warm fuzzies, and I'm so hopeful that it is meaningful to everyone who listens. Dr. Opri writes, April's soothing voice and engaging personality makes you want to listen to each podcast repeatedly. Had to subscribe. Also appreciate the various relatable topics. Looking forward to more. Thanks so much, Dr. Opri. I really appreciate the review and more is to come. And if you want to be a part of the family and hear your review on the air, just go to Apple Podcasts, go to the show page where you see my picture and scroll all the way down to the stars, put in your star rating and then submit your written review. And perhaps yours will be picked for the review shout out next week. So back to the show. Glad you're tuned in family as today we have a special guest in the house and on the mic. We've got Seneca Williams on the line. Seneca, I'm so happy to have you here. Yes, I'm here. Thank you, Dr. April or <laughs> April. Thank you so much for having me. Girl, it's such a pleasure to have you. And yes, you you know, we, we talk real talk. You know, you call me April. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine here on this show too. And family Seneca and I have known each other for years. We are very good friends and colleagues. She's actually one of my business besties where we hold each other up as we grow in our purpose in life. So yeah, we know each other a long time. Do you know how many years? I believe we met in 2016 or 17. Wow. <laughs> she even had the year. <laughs> That's impressive. And I know that we met professionally. We met like at an event, right? Yes, we met at a networking event actually for therapists. How very keen, you know? This is what happens. Like therapists, we get together and then we end up, you know, not just working together, but then just, you know, being friends. Like you're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what happened. So Seneca, so glad that you're here. And let me give your full introduction so that the family can hear how amazing you are. Okay, so family, Seneca Williams is a licensed mental health counselor everywhere on social media at Ask Coach Sen, but more specifically, she is the entrepreneur's therapist. So as an online therapist, speaker, and international coach, she helps entrepreneurs ready themselves to break through business anxiety and beat business burnout. And my absolute favorite part about Seneca is she's also the founder of the Conquer Network, an online membership community. The Conquer Network has a mission to provide a mental health positive community for women entrepreneurs to cultivate mental wealth and conquer their business. And that's what I'm talking about. So Sen, again, it's wonderful to have you, okay? Thank you so much. <laughs> and I loved my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for you, got to big you up and how amazing you are. So um, I'm curious because again, amazing therapist, and you also are a woman entrepreneur yourself. 
I already know quite a bit, right? We have talked about, you know, life and history for a minute now, but the family doesn't know yet. So tell us a little bit of the behind the scenes story. First of all, about Sen, where you come from. Even before that, how did you start the journey so far? So that I can keep it brief and I don't give you the <laughs> novel, right? right, right. <laughs> I am originally from St. Vincent. Sometimes people will ask me that because they'll be like, you have an accent. So mm -hmm. I actually was born in the Caribbean and then my family migrated to Brooklyn, New York, Brooklyn. <laughs> representing Brooklyn. And I lived there and I grew up there, went to school there and lived there before mm -hmm. relocating to the Sunshine State. So I'm now in South Florida. I'm also a mom of a teenager. She just started virtual high school this year. So that's exciting. <laughs> congrats to her and congrats to you if you started her. So that was a big thing, big turn. So congrats to you too, mom. Thank you. So that's my latest adventure. But mm -hmm. career-wise, some people are surprised to find out that this is a second career for me. Ooh, I do tell. never knew that I was going to become a therapist. And mm -hmm. um, around 2008, I, you know, was working at a prominent law firm in New York. I had my eyes on law school. I had a paralegal certificate. I had volunteered in legal clinics and like that was the track that I was going towards was legal. And I got laid off from this firm when we had that recession in 2008 and I felt relieved. Relief. You felt relief I was, from being laid off. <laughs> <laughs> it was really strange. I was scared and nervous about being laid off, but I realized I didn't like law. Hmm. Sometimes you're pursuing something because, you know, you told everyone you were going to become an attorney and you've been doing it for so long and pursuing it and dreaming about it. And then something happens and you realize, you know what, I really don't like this. Why am I doing this? So mm -hmm. I was nervous because I didn't know what was next, but then it freed me. It allowed me to explore and follow what my calling was, which was psychology which oh, I, I love genuinely that. enjoyed. I want to say this real quick to the family, because right now we're living in such chaotic and uncertain times, you know, similar to that recession back in the day, because I have my own story of losing not one, but two jobs during that time as well. And all that led to where I am today, as it led to where you are today. But inside of these moments where, you know, things are not on solid ground, there are still opportunities that are still leading you to your purpose. And are you going to step into them? Are you going to realize that, oh, you know, maybe you are not the same person that you were before when you said this and that, and you had this goal and that goal and be brave enough to shift into that new, that new, whatever that may be, that new purpose, that new mission. So I love that you did it. You recognized it. <laughs> from the liberation you felt, right? I do certainly appreciate that. From that point, how did you even find psychology from, from law? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't even know if I found it or it found me. Mm. A, a life circumstance happened around the same time of the recession. Let me tell you, 2008 was my 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I can relate. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. My 2020. So in that year, not only was I 
laid off from this law firm. I was a single mom of a two-year-old trying to figure out how am I going to take care of us, what to do next. I got in a car accident. And in that car accident, I was driving down from upstate New York, downstate back to Brooklyn. My car flipped over on the highway. Mm. And it flipped over several times, kind of like Fast and the Furious movies, like in slow motion. Oh my gosh, terrifying. And I didn't die. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, mm. okay, I'm alive. I'm <laughs> here for a purpose. And I'm a spiritual person. I'm faithful. Mm -hmm. So my mind went to, if I'm still alive after this, then what is my purpose in being here? What do I really mm. want to do? I was like shaken up, literally shaken up. And um, I prayed about it and I said, God, what is it that you want me to do? And it was save lives. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. So I thought it was nursing. So I went to nursing school and I tried that. And shout outs to the nurses, because God bless you. I don't like blood. <laughs> I flunked out of nursing school. Mm. Let me go back to psychology because I did have my undergrad. I had my BA in psychology. So I said, let me go back to that. And I actually got an, an entry level position working with children with developmental disabilities. Mm. That entry level position with minimum wage, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the spark that led me to pursuing the master's degree and going forward with becoming a full-time therapist. Wow car accident, a spark. I am so glad that you're still here. Let me just say that because I, I remember we talked about that accident before and I just, you know, praise the Lord every day that you are still here, girl. And I just love that when those opportunities presented itself, you went into reflection and then you shifted. You went ahead to explore. You listened to it and followed it through. And that is the amazing part. That's what really gets us to those next points. I'd love to hear that. And family, I hope that you were inspired, you know, a bit. Nobody wants you in a car accident, no? <laughs> no flips, no flips. But in the meantime, it's just about making sure that you're paying attention to, you know, what your higher power is showing you, sharing with you, guiding you towards, and really listening and stepping and walking through those doors. So let me shift gears with us real quick because you have a practice currently as a mental health professional, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about it and share it with the family. So, you know, tell us more about your practice and your specialty. What I love about that question is that you are highlighting that therapists have specialties. <laughs> Many people are not aware that, you know, you're a therapist, so you treat everything and everybody everywhere all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely, it's not like that. Like I, I love that we have specialties and I did begin general mental health. So mm -hmm. I work with children from as young as four years old to seniors in their seventies, you know, from developmental disabilities, substance abuse, domestic violence, criminal justice, just all these different modalities of treatment and these different settings. And I got to realizing that I really liked private practice. And I realized I liked online private practice. So since mm -hmm. 2015, I've been online, like a hundred percent online. I love it. And my, my clients, they happen to be really high functioning mental health, high achievers. A lot of them are professionals. And mm -hmm. then 
the boom of entrepreneurship in the past five years, I found that I would be talking to clients about their mental health and their careers. And then they would make a comment like, by the way, did I tell you I, I started a side business or a side hustle? And we'd be talking about, oh, how do you deal with the anxiety of talking to your clients? And, and here you here is my specialty, my niche. I didn't even know it. It wow. kind of found me. The career ambitious. <laughs> Yes, the career ambitious. And I say careerpreneurs, and I didn't, um, I don't know who does, so I can't take credit for it. However, careerpreneurs have a very similar mindset to entrepreneurs. They manage their career very much like it's their business. So they don't think about, I just need to get a job. They're actually looking to climb that ladder. Mm -hmm to get more refined in their career. They're looking to level up. They, they want to become the manager and the CEO and the CFO. So they have a, a mindset that's very similar in that they want to brand themselves. They want to have a niche. They want to learn how to do public speaking and presentation and really how to market themselves. So there's a, a, a real different motivation more careerpreneurs and entrepreneurs than just working on regular um, career development. Right, absolutely. And that careerpreneur mindset is really significant because, you know, we, we live in a very high commerce world today and there's so many different paths. So why not take full advantage of them? You know, if you did want to climb the ladder, reach your highest goal and potential, be CEO of, you know, a top 100 company, more power to you. We need you family in those roles like that. So careerpreneurs are so very important to keep encouraged, to keep inspired, to keep motivated. So I'm so glad that you're there for them. I know that you have said before, it's not just women who end up finding you, right? Am I getting that right? Absolutely. I work with men as well. I'd say mm -hmm. 80% women and 20% men. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they hear me speaking somewhere or they read my content and they're like, yep, that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's what I need. I need to be motivated. Therapy is very solution focused. It's kind of directive. It's a little bit like coaching for them. So they like that mm -hmm. <laughs> approach. And I think that's what attracts them to me. But yeah, usually people are looking for me to help them develop a plan to move forward. So they may be going through certain emotional challenges. They may be experiencing a life transition, like a breakup, or they just recently moved somewhere, or they're trying to get a promotion or a new career or start a business or grow that business. And they may be experiencing some anxiety around it, general anxiety, or they may be having panic attacks. Mm. But really and truly what they want to do is not only get in control of their emotions, they're looking for someone to partner with them in creating a plan for how can they upgrade their life. Right, level up, right. Okay, so tell me a little bit more because you said a little bit about generalized anxiety and panic attacks. What are the other main issues that people are struggling with when they find you? When I tell people, they sometimes laugh because it's so simple. And I'll give you an example. A mom may approach me and say, I work a nine to five. I have three children. I also have a side business, but I'm not getting anything done. Mm. I feel really low about myself. I'm, you know, down on myself here. 
or I'm not charging enough. I'm not checking things off this list. I'm not getting this business going. I am a chaotic mess. I can't get it done. And I just feel like crap about myself. Mm. <laughs> and mm. I get it. It's like, you only have 24 hours in a day. You only have so much energy. You have mm-hmm. to be all these different things to all these different people at the same time. You are the go-to person, but then you're like, who do I go to? Right. So I'm their go-to person that actually helps them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just as simple as let's look at, let's do a time audit. You know, let's audit your day from when you wake up to go to sleep and let's see where your time is going. Let's see if you need to set some boundaries. So sometimes I'm helping them with something as simple as learning how to set boundaries at work with their family and in their business. And that's what we work on because one, they have a hard time saying no without feeling guilt. Mm -hmm. They also have a hard time understanding what a boundary is and why it's necessary and how it helps them move forward. And just that one change alone can help a mom accomplish what she needs to not only at work and at home, but now she has launched her business. And then she gets her first sales and now she's making extra income. So she's happier. Right. Absolutely. And we want more of that for sure. So you're talking about these women when their days are chaotic, they're not feeling organized, needing some time management, some boundary setting, learning to say no, dealing with the anxiety, getting the mindset right, working hard to put down goals, to reach their goals. And this is business as well as personal. Absolutely. Really have to start with their motivation of why they want to do it. Is it in alignment with their values and their ultimate vision for their life? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because what I wanted to ask you next is what are the questions that you ask whenever you are counseling this clientele? What do you ask them to get started? Yes. When someone reaches out to me, sometimes they don't actually know why they're reaching out to me. They just know that they want to feel happier and make money. So asking them why helps them to get an idea of, okay, well, what is my purpose in getting support from you? Why do I need you to help me? I help them to think that through before we even start working. It's not always what they expect. I spoke to a woman this year, and when we finished that consultation and that first session, we realized that the business she started is not a business that she liked. So that's why she wasn't getting anything done. She kept avoiding it and procrastinating and avoidance and procrastination is very tied into anxiety. So now Mm -hmm. she's anxious that she's not getting anything done, but not realizing it's because that wasn't in alignment with her values and how she wanted her lifestyle to be. Mm -hmm. Well, well, let's talk about how to get in alignment, Mm -hmm. the lifestyle that you want and the business that matches that, that's in alignment with that. I like it. So these questions you're asking, you know, definitely on the motivation for beginning therapy, their alignment, you know, how much they enjoy or have passion for their business or their career ambition and how that's aligned to how they want to actually live and live their lifestyle with their personal life, their professional life. Um, Any other questions that you ask your clientele? I ask clients in the very beginning, where do you want to see yourself in three months? Mm, three months doing differently in 12 weeks from now what Mm -hmm. what what are the short-term goals Mm -hmm. 
paid and what are the short-term goals? Because usually people are like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually really important, you know, yeah. and that's something that a lot of therapists actually do, family. We we are always checking in because you're fe- you're, when you come into therapy, we're always wanting you to understand what is this going to be solving for you? So we do like to ask that, you know, what's three months, six months, a year from now look like for you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I realized when I asked people, where do you want to be? They had a hard time with that. And they would ask me, well, what do you think my goal should be? And I'm like, I don't know. Yes. Yes. And you know what? I mean, seriously, family, if you just reflect on that question, even right now, what, what's popping up for you? That is a really good question. What do you see yourself doing differently three months from now? Where do you see yourself? Where do you imagine, you know, change progress for yourself in three months? It's, it's very significant. It can really change or rather it can really add to the perspective of how you're handling today. Are you doing the things that are going to get you there, closer to there or further away from there? And that's all you need sometimes is just somebody to help you with that clarity. So I'm so glad that you do that. And then when you realize or or when they realize they come to you, they find you for for therapy and you're walking them through essentially this work-life balance, right? How to figure out how to have this good balance and alignment with what they envision for themselves, both personally and professionally. What are the next steps that you would recommend for them? So for those who are coming and saying, I need help with work-life balance, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to operate this way. We kind of try to figure out what that looks like for them. What does work-life balance look like for them? I notice many people are comparing themselves to others. Oh, yes. They think I should, you know, cook dinner every day. Or I should work out one hour, you know, four times a week, or I should, you know, have a business that operates around the clock or whatever it is, they're comparing themselves to others. So we kind of look like, what is it for you? Right. And then once we realize what it is for them, I kind of like to dig in. I challenge people on things Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be something as simple as, oh, well, I'd like to wake up in the morning and do yoga and write in my journal. And I'm like, do you really want to do that? <laughs> you know, that you really want to do? And they'll be Are you like, sure about that? Really Are you good? sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, you heard it was really good. What do you mean you heard it was really good? Do you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes people don't want a morning routine. They just heard it was good. What they need is a nighttime routine to wind down or to go to sleep earlier so they can wake up earlier. Sometimes it's something different. So when we figure out what that is, then we can make a plan for it. We we create a behavioral activation plan. So it can look like, okay, well, I'm gonna wake up at this time. I wanna go to sleep at that time. This is how I want to fill my hours. I need free time, I love it. People are like, I don't wanna write down a behavioral activation plan, I want freedom. So then I tell them, well, schedule it in your plan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can freedom every time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you used um, behavioral activation, family. That is, that is so therapy 
world, <laughs> you know, like therapists, we know behavior activation. What are the things that are going to get you activated essentially in new, helpful, productive behavior? And you write it down to get it really, really solid. So I love how you mentioned that. <laughs> that tells me you are a therapist, hands down, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just dig that. So what, so definitely less comparison to others, some behavior activation exercises. What else would you recommend? Therapy begins in the session, but I tell them that's the only part that I can control is in the session. So I suggest to people when they come to me, I'm like, listen, it's like school. It's like college. You can come to class and you can take notes and be a great student in class, but once you walk out that session, what you do in between sessions matters. Mm-hmm. So I usually encourage people to do little experiments for themselves. Sometimes we'll talk about whatever the issue is during the session. And then depending on what that is, I might say, okay, for the next seven days, try this as an experiment. And usually when it's like that, it's not as scary for them. Mm-hmm. They feel more confident to try it because they don't feel like, oh my God, if I fail, you know, it's going to feel bad or she's going to judge me. We just call it an experiment. And usually then they come back to me with their findings. Make three new connections this week on LinkedIn, for example. Mm -hmm. And they'll come back and say, well, I attempted making three, but I got nervous and it didn't turn out to really be three. It was one. And then we explore why they felt nervous, what thoughts came up so we can actually work on those thoughts. And sometimes it's, I don't know what to say. I'm embarrassed. They don't know me. You know, I'll sound dumb. I don't have enough information. I'm not qualified. Whatever it is, the thoughts start coming out that we can actually work on in the therapy session. And then they can go back and try the experiment again, because the goal is coming back saying, I successfully made three business contacts. I got a consultation call. I made a sale. Right. And it really is about backtracking to the very thought because our thoughts lead to our actions. So the thing is, is that you're trying to weed out the negative and make sure you concentrate on the positive, always concentrate on moving forward. And that's, that's the trick. That's a tricky balance that you're always trying to figure out. But when you feel out the root of a fear or an anxiety or negative emotion, you can truly explore why you have the hesitation. Sometimes that can help give you the strength to kind of push through and take the action that you need. Absolutely. And sometimes people do not realize how psychological it is. They don't Mm -hmm. realize how they've been conditioned. I'll give you two examples. I was working with a client and this client told me that culturally, Mm -hmm. those who promote themselves are seen as boastful. Absolutely. women, right. Because women, women, we are supposed to be in service, but you know, many of us were taught, even if you're in service, you don't get the accolades. You don't, Mm -hmm. you know, promote yourself. You don't bring your own bill. You don't do that. Right. It's seen as aggressive behavior. Absolutely. And that mindset was holding this person back. Mm -hmm. They were hiding because Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. That's one example. 
Another one was this person had a hard time promoting events and it was connected to a childhood experience of people not showing up. Mm -hmm. When I promote things like a birthday party or this event, my friends did not show up. That's significant. So they won't show up now if I have this event. Very connected to a fear from the past. And we have to learn to be aware of what we are thinking, feeling, and doing. Because as you said, it runs everything. And it's on a loop. On a loop. You'll do. Absolutely. On a loop. Mm -hmm. That is really significant. You know, and I can even attest, I think I've been there inside of that kind of forest, trying to find my way out from the trees, essentially, for something very similar. We all have those kinds of journeys inside of us. And you really do have to fight, you know, to get through and out of, I call it the forest, <laughs> because you, everything that you want is on the other side of that. You know, it's on, the, it's in the clearing, essentially. We, God, we, we talk a lot. So just a quick recap for the family. When do women or when do, you know, this kind of clientele need this therapy the most? So this is also a great question because many of us think that we don't go to therapy until we are in crisis or Mm. something bad has happened. Often I hear people say that, well, nothing bad has happened or I'll need therapy when. And actually, I think, especially for my high achievers, my careerpreneurs and my entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. always, always be in a state of self-improvement. This is not negotiable. Like you should always be investing in your self-improvement. So what that looks like for therapy is making it a routine, just like you go to the dentist, just like you go to the doctor, making it a routine of going for a therapy check-in, right? A mental health checkup, because sometimes we are operating. And this is really from my high achievers here. We Mm -hmm. know how to perform under pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we know how to work when we're stressed out we know how to get things done but those aren't indications that you are well right sometimes going for that mental health checkup can allow you to uncover that you've been functioning on autopilot you are anxious you are approaching burnout or already burnt out, or you might be having high functioning depression and not even be aware. So it's this, it's this point of where, and I've been saying this for years, that mental health checkup, it should be something that's more standard. It should be something that everybody needs to do, like an annual checkup, your annual physical with your doctor. Go into your therapist just to make sure that you are okay because they can see it quicker. They're the objective they're the professional, they can see it quicker, especially for high achievers. The type A's, I'm going to say I'm one of those myself, which <laughs> just the story of how this podcast took years to come together because of that same, same thing. But inside of that, you, you just have an ally to be able to see through and point you in the direction like, okay, we need to pay a little bit more attention to this. Actually, you need to slow down for this. And it's just somebody, another person in your corner. And it can really allay you to the fact that if you do need further therapy, or maybe you're okay for a little bit in time, but if you do need therapy, you're already connected and you can get right back in. So I really like that. That's a great piece of advice. 
I think we've had that conversation several times. Like, how do we get Congress to put this in action immediately, right? We can, that's a whole other episode, okay? <laughs> because, no doubt. You know, people are in the business of treatment, not prevention. Yes, not prevention. And wellness. So mm -hmm. that's the thing about it. But we have to be proactive in wellness and prevention. It's Absolutely. better and easier to work on preventing a major depressive disorder or a major panic disorder than it is to prevent it. So if you learn how to build mental wealth, focusing on how to have a positive mindset, learning how to effectively communicate emotional intelligence, it actually will kind of help you to avoid going into the major mental health disorders. Actually, you know, if you go to the gym, right? You don't have to go to the gym to lose weight. You go to the gym sometimes to be healthier, to perform better, to be stronger. So mm -hmm. think of therapy as that gym for your mind. Right, right. And your emotions as well. The very things that make us human. Exactly. I love that. So tell the family, where can we find you out there in the world? You can actually find me anywhere on social media as Ask Coach Sen. The best way, though, to get to me directly is connect with me through my website, which is SenecaWilliams.com, and that's the best way to connect with me. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And just on the Conquer Network, I just want the family to know a little bit about it. The Conquer Network came from this new wave of entrepreneurs to build a mental health positive community for women entrepreneurs to have a place where they can actually express their real emotions. So it's a, a hustle free community. It's not, it's like the um, planet fitness gym, right? There's no <laughs> hair or whatever Jim says that we are not here to hustle, hustle hard and work ourselves to death. We're here to build businesses and manage our mental health and, and be the best that we can be. And you and I have talked before about entrepreneurship impact on our emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. It's really a lot of isolation, uncertainty, a lot of risk involved. And at the worst case scenario, sometimes those who are entrepreneurs succumb to their depression by suicide, even if they're mm -hmm. successful. And we've talked about that. We've seen it with Kate Spade, Gordane, mm -hmm. TT Branch from Miss Jessie's Curls, Karen Washington, the CEO for Brown mm -hmm. Girls. There is a list where people are trying to figure out how did they get to that point? We need to have community. And mm -hmm. just like how you mentioned earlier that you are one of my business besties. I don't think I could be where I am now five years later if I didn't have accountability partners, these in communities that helped me during this emotional roller coaster because you cannot do this alone. Right. So the point of the network is not only to help build the person as an individual, but it's also to have like, you know, company for the ride. Absolutely. And if you are a careerpreneur or an entrepreneur, it's going to be a ride. Just, just period. End of story. <laughs> so you definitely want the people in your corner and the circles around you to encompass you through that. So Conquer Network, we'll definitely put a link on the show page so that people can find you. And then we're going to wrap up again with just a quick lightning round. You ready? 
Sure. <laughs> okay, great. So first thing, Mac or PC? PC. All right. And what's your favorite Starbucks order? A tall blonde. And your favorite thing to do in the whole world? Dance. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. And finally, I'd love to hear your favorite quote. So there are two quotes and I usually share this quote and I tell people, this is my compass to know if I'm on the right track, if I'm in alignment. And that is Maya Angelou, the late, great Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. And it is, success is liking yourself, liking what you do and liking how you do it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful mind there. Love that one. That's one of my favorite quotes as well. And you said you had two. What's your next? Yeah. So when things start going haywire and you're just like, what is going on? You know, IE 2020, like I have no idea what's happening <laughs> in this world. Here is a quote for you. And this is Louise Hay. It mm -hmm. is, I do not fix my problems. I fix my thinking and my problems fix themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. We were just talking about that. Perfect. Perfect addition to the conversation. So I love both of those. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit more about you and about your business to the family. Thank you so much, Dr. April. And I'm excited for this podcast. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to coming back and, and also seeing the growth of the podcast. I just love it. Thank you so much. You know, business bestie, you know, we hanging in there, trooping in together. So absolutely, you will definitely be invited back. So to the family, everyone, I hope this was helpful to you in your journey of asking, do I need therapy in your journey of being a careerpreneur or in your journey of being an entrepreneur? All of it is entailed inside of how you take the next steps of asking for support and looking for those processes to level up. So until then, we are in full support of you and everything you can and will be. We'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Do I Need Therapy? If you did, please tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuned in. If you're always on Instagram like myself, come check out my page. I've got lots of tips and tricks on life and mental wellness. Ask me your questions. Plus, tell me what's on your mind, even if you need to figure out if you need therapy. And for my Facebookers and all my Twitter peeps and my Pinterest pinners, I'm online there too. In fact, I'm everywhere at April and Dell. Meantime, I can't wait to chat with you again on the next episode. So, till then, peace, love, and mental wellness. Come in, come in.